Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit. We are pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. I'm here in South Florida. If you're here, why don't you come by and see me on Sunday? We have a church. It's called Awakening House of Prayer. We have two different encounters, prophetic worship, two different messages. Service times are 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Come on over. Check it out. You won't be sorry. God is moving. If you're not in the region, our first service is online at ahop.online. I'd love to be your virtual pastor. You can sign up to be part of our web church, an official member at ahop.online. You'll get your private prayer line and uh, that advice when you need it and uh, the ability to tap into all my teaching archives on Awakening House of Prayer and access to the virtual life group. Go over there and check that out if you're looking for an online community with a prophetic thrust that truly cares about you. Amen. God is good. I want to remind you about the Elijah Company training for profits the Elijah Company Intensives at the Global Prophetic Center. I want to remind you about that real quick because the next intensive is coming up. It's right around the corner, and I don't want you to miss it. Training for prophets. You know how to hear from God. You need to know how to walk in your gift, how to have diplomacy, how to deal with Jezebel. Those are some of the things we're going to be pressing into in this next three-day intensive. Go over there to globalpropheticcenter.com. Look at the intensives. Pick Elijah Company Intensive. And sign up. Registration is open right now. Amen. Today we are reading from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled, I Will Send Reinforcements. Come on, that's a good word. How many of you need some reinforcements? I will send reinforcements. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Continue plowing, continue pushing, continue pressing. Don't stop 
because things don't look right. Don't stop because you can't see the end from the beginning because I see it. I know the path. I am the way through the warfare to the victory, says the Lord. Don't you think I'm with you? Don't you think I'll tell you what you need to know? Don't you think I'll send you the reinforcements? And of course, the answer is yes, we know that, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you are with us in the battle and that you do see the end from the beginning, the victory from the midst of the valley. Today's scripture references 1 Corinthians 10, 13, 2 Corinthians 4, 18, and Psalm 20, verses 2 through 9. Now the prayer starter and the decree from today's devotion, Father, give me a persevering heart so I can keep pressing, plowing, and pushing through the resistance to your will in my life. Send reinforcements quickly. I decree the enemy's reinforcements are fainting. I declare angels are on assignment to back me up and help me through the warfare that is raging against my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you this morning because you are amazing. You are the good, good father. You are the great and awesome God. You are the one who calls himself our rear guard. You are the one who calls himself the forerunner. You are the one who calls himself the alpha and the omega, the faithful witness, the captain of the host. God, you are who we need you to be in any given moment because you are complete. You are the all-sufficient God. There's no other God like you. You don't need anything, but you desire our fellowship. You don't have want for anything. You can create anything that you desire except our fellowship. You created us to love you. And so we do. We choose today, God, to love you above all, to love you more than the things of the world, more than our own selves. We overcome by the blood of our testimony, by the word of our testimony, the blood of the lamb and love not our, our lives even unto the death. We say that again. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we love not our lives even to the death. God, we want to be selfless, preferring others, selfless, preferring you. We want to be those whose words do damage to the kingdom of darkness. We want to be those who speak forth in intercession, decrees and declarations that shift atmospheres. We want to be those who stand for your kingdom purposes, even in times of great trial and great trouble, especially in times of great trial and great trouble. Father, we are willing to suffer for Christ's sake, and we do. But the sufferings of this age are not to be compared to the glory that it will be revealed within us in that day. When you come again, when you crack the sky, we're going to see that it was all worth it. I see that, Lord. There's some of you out there and you're wondering, is it worth it? You're going through a bad patch. You're going through a trial. You're going through some trouble. You're going through so much warfare and it's kind of like, really? This gets old. Is it even worth it? 
I'm tired of all these trials. I'm tired of all this conflict in my home. I'm tired of the financial strain and having to stretch the dollar every month, every month. I'm tired of my teenage uh, daughter, my teenage son, and all the rebellion. I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. But the Lord would say to you today, you may be tired, but I am not weary. You may be weary, but I am not worried, says the Lord. You may be worried, but I have the answers. I am the way through and I will show you, but you must get your mind off of yourself, says the Lord, and get your mind on the all sufficient one, says God, for you've never been self-sufficient. You've never really been able to do anything in your own strength, says the Lord. I have been the one to grace your life all along, says the Lord. Even before you knew me, I was ordering your steps, says the Lord. And now that you have given your life to me, says God, don't you think I'm there to help you? Don't you think I'm ready to strengthen you? Don't you think I have a mind to share with you my wisdom, my counsel, my advice, my strategy for the battle? Don't you think I can turn it all around? Ask the Lord. Oh, Jesus, don't you think that I see what you're going through? Do you think that I've forgotten about you? Ask the Lord. No, but you are the apple of my eye, says God. My eye remains steadily fixed upon you, says God. So let your eye remain steadily fixed on me. For when you keep your eyes upon me, I will keep you in perfect peace. But I will do even more than that, says God. Not only will I keep you in perfect peace, but I will cause you to walk in joy. I will cause you to walk in a wisdom that passes your own understanding. And as you keep your eyes fixed on me, says the Lord, you will find that there are heavenly downloads, spiritual revelations, aha moments, answers to problems that you could not solve. So stop looking at the problem and stop looking at the issue. Stop looking at the trial and stop looking at the warfare and begin to look at me. And I will give you a fresh perspective, says the Lord. And when you have that fresh perspective, you'll look at the warfare in a different way. When you have that fresh perspective, you'll look at the trial in a different way. And you will see it through the eyes of victory and through the eyes of my love for you. And you will begin to rejoice even in the midst of your suffering, says the Lord. So look to me now because I'm looking to you. Eye to eye, we are walking together hand in hand, we are going forth toward the finish line. The end that I see for you is so much better than what you can imagine. So look at me and wait on me. And then look again at your life with fresh eyes, eyes that are no longer weary, but eyes that are energized by faith, says the Lord. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. That was a good word. I don't care where you're from. Come on. God is good. I don't remember what I said, but I know it was good. I don't remember what I just prophesied, but I know it was good. It was a great and precious promise. It was a yes and amen kind of deal. Oh, Jesus, we're going to look at you. We're going to look at you. We're going to look at you. We're going to, we need that fresh perspective. Help me pray, Holy Ghost. We need that fresh perspective. Help me pray, Holy Ghost. We need to see things through your eyes. God, we see them through our eyes and they don't look so good. But when you see them through your eyes, you don't look at them the same way. You're not seeing uh, uh, frustration. You're not seeing all the, 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 the sorrow. You're seeing the victory. Lord, help us see the victory from the midst of the battlefield. This is good. Listen, write this down. Help us to see the victory from the valley. 
Shabashagata. Help us, Lord, to see the victory from the valley. Help us, Lord, to see the victory from the valley. We may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We may be walking through a very low place in our life. We may be walking in a place that we'd, we'd rather be on the mountaintop, God. We'd rather be up on top, on top of the world. We'd rather be up on the mountain looking down. Help us, Lord, to see the victory from the valley. Help us, Lord, to understand that the trial is temporary. Help us, Lord, to understand that the warfare will cease. Help us to understand. Help us to remember. Help us not to forget in that moment of struggle that you are with us hand in hand. You'll pick us up and carry us if you have to. That is how good you are. That is how ready and willing and able you are to come to our rescue. All you need is one glimpse of our heart. You just need us to just turn our head towards you <laughs> long enough, just for a second. If you just look at God, even for a moment, you'd know what I'm talking about. Just one glance at God, it'll refresh you. Just one glance at his word, it'll refresh you. Gosh, I tell you the truth. Sometimes if you would just take that moment to get into the word in a time of warfare, it just sets your whole priorities and all of your perspective back in line. <laughs> this is all temporary. This is all, te whatever you're going through, it's all temporary. Whatever trial you're facing, it's all temporary. This whole earth is temporary. <laughs> Heaven is forever. Jesus is eternal. So help us look to you, the eternal God, instead of dwelling on these temporal, temporary trials, these temporary problems, these temporary challenges, these temporary griefs, these temporary problems, these all these things that are so temporary, God, would you help us? Well, yeah, we have to see them so we can fix them, but you're the one who has the knowledge we need to fix it. And we give so little of our attention to you when we're overwhelmed. We just get overwhelmed and we want to be overwhelmed by your spirit, not overwhelmed by the problem. So help us shift our focus today, God, because we always move what, toward what we focus on. So we don't want to focus on the problem, focus on the problem, focus on the problem to the detriment of our own soul. We want to focus on you so that when we look to the problem, after we come out of your presence, the problem doesn't look so big anymore. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, so that when we look at the trial, when we come out of your presence, the trial seems manageable. We have new strength. We have a new strategy for the battle. Help us, Lord, to be overwhelmed by your presence so that when we step out of that secret place, that we are no longer overwhelmed by the issues and the challenges that were overwhelming us before we hid ourselves away in Christ. Our lives are hidden in Christ with God. Help us to remember that, God. Help us to remember that we are temporary citizens of this world. We are in the world, but not of the world. And greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We're not even in the world. I mean, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. The devil's in the world with us. But you've given us authority over the enemy. Would you help us to remember that? Would you help us to remember that, that you've given us authority over the wicked one? He is wicked. He is savvy. He is wily. He is clever. And he is subtle. But you've given us authority over the wicked, wily, crafty, clever, subtle devil. You've given us 
authority over the schemes and devices, the machinations of the wicked one. So help us, Lord, not to be Satan struck, not to be so enamored with the power of the enemy that we think somehow we can't overcome. Help us to stop being so mesmerized and paralyzed by the acts of the enemy in our life to the point that we don't think we're going to be able to get back up again, that we forget who our God is. Father, help us never to, re- never to forget your power. Like the Israelites, they celebrate Passover even to this day. The Jews celebrate Passover even to this day to remember when God struck the firstborn of Egypt and saved them, kept their family safe, and delivered them out of bondage. Help us, Lord, to begin to remember our past victories. Help us, Lord, to begin to remember how you delivered us that last time through that last trial in that last warfare. Help us, Lord, to remember, (laughs) to remember, to encourage ourselves in the Lord, to remember that you didn't leave us in the lurch last time. So you're not going to leave us in the lurch this time. You are an unchangeable God. You never change. You're immutable. There's no shifting shadow of turning in you. You are not a man that you should lie or the son of man that you should repent. Help us to remember who you are because you're faithful. (laughs) You are faithful. You are faithful. Even when we're not faithful, you're faithful. Even when we mess up and bring the warfare upon ourselves, you are so faithful that you will still help us fight off the enemy of our soul. All we have to do is repent. Lord, I'm sorry. I missed it. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. And then you are right there, Jesus, to the rescue. Help us, Lord, to remember that no matter what we've done, no matter what problems we've caused, even if it was horrendous, you still love us. And you'll take us back and clean us up and dust us off and restore Because you work all things together for the good. I can't wrap my mind around it, but I know that it's true because your word says so. Your word says that you work all things together for the good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And we believe that no matter what. No matter what we've done, what what trouble we've caused ourselves, what bad decisions we made that led us to this place, you are able to turn it around. And you will turn it around as we trust in you, as we wait on you. So, Lord, give us a new perspective today because I saw those on this broadcast who just were so weary and were asking, is it worth it? (laughs) Is it worth it? Let me just assure you, it's worth it. I know it doesn't feel that way on many days. It's like, oh, this gets old. I've found myself saying that to myself. This just gets old. I could tell you stories. It just gets old, but God can listen to me. God wants to give us a new perspective on those things that just get old. The arguing with the spouse just gets so old. God wants to give you a new perspective, a love perspective that helps you rise above it. Oh, this drama at work, it just gets so old. God wants to give you a new perspective so that you can see how to uh, 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 extract yourself from that which people keep trying to pull you into without damaging relationships. I'm telling you, the things that seem like it's just so old, that's where you need a new perspective. 
Do you understand? The things where you find yourself and it's a subtle voice. Oh, I'm just so tired of this. This just is so, so old. I'm just done with this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Those are all variations of the same discouraging thought from the enemy trying to get you so frustrated that you'll quit. It's just so old. What's the point? What's the use? Father, give us a new perspective today. Give us a new perspective on these old troubles, these frustrating circumstances, these ongoing issues in our homes, in our churches. Help us, Lord. We need your perspective. And we get that perspective. We know we're going to be like, oh, wow. Suddenly we have the strength. Suddenly we have the faith. Suddenly we have the strategy. Suddenly we have a, a, a new lease on that part of our life. We're so grateful to you, God, because you are good and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Your ways are higher than our ways. Your perspective is, is, is fresh, always fresh, always new. Nothing surprises you. So we praise you. We thank you this morning, God, for the new perspective on these old issues that just make us want to quit. We will look to you. You'll walk with us hand in hand, eye to eye, down that path to victory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The Bible says in James 3, verse 6, among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. Isn't that interesting? Among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. Of fire. Now, fire can be good or fire can be damaging. Fire can be purifying. Fire can be cleansing. Fire can be all consuming. God Himself is described as an all consuming fire. Or fire can be harmful. It can be deadly, right? And uh, uh, James is saying your tongue is a fire. He's comparing your tongue to a fire. Your tongue lights fires. Will your tongue light the fire of revival? Will your tongue light the, light the fire of cleansing as you cast devils off people? The words coming out of your mouth, will they set fire to the plans of the enemy? Or will they set your life or set someone else's life on fire? Oh, Jesus. Among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting the entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Jesus. Now, God can set your tongue on fire too. The Holy Ghost can tame your tongue. The Bible says no man can tame the tongue, but we know the Holy Ghost can. So what are you going to use your tongue for? I want to focus on the James 3, 6 part for a moment, because that's what most of us do more times than not. Rather than setting fire to the enemy's camp with our intercessory prayers rather than burning up the enemy's plans with our spiritual warfare and intercession rather than bringing in revival fire with our petitions to heaven many times we do this we set our whole life on fire the english standard version says setting on fire the entire course of life because our tongue was set on fire by hell it sets the whole course of his life on fire, the whole course of his nature on fire. The Message Bible says 
it all it says a bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse a word out of your mouth may seem of no account but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it it only takes a spark remember to set off a forest fire think about that one spark and the whole fight the whole forest is up in flames within hours a careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that but by our speech we can ruin the world turn harmony to chaos throw mud on a reputation send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it smoke right from the pit of hell i want to read you one more scripture and we're going to pray did you catch that we'll read from the passion translation and the tongue is a fire it can be compared to the sum total of wickedness and is the most dangerous part of our human body wow it corrupts the entire body and is a hellish flame it releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence father in the name of jesus come on we're going to get to the good part in a minute but you're going to have to go on me on a little repentance path <laughs> father in the name of jesus we repent for setting fires in our lives with a tongue that was set on fire from hell that we agreed with the words of the enemy we let the enemy put fire in our mouth god would you forgive us for cursing ourselves for cursing others for releasing fire in our lives fire in others that did not come from your holy spirit a fire that set the course of life on hell hellish paths hellish outcomes hellish trials because a little spark from our mouth jesus a little spark from our mouth set our whole life on fire father we repent help us lord we know that we're never going to be perfect in our speech we know we're always going to mess it up god but would you just help us to be more conscious give us the grace that our speech would be seasoned with salt and would be edifying to people and edifying to ourselves you've given us that command i know there's a way that we can put out some of these fires before they even start by keeping our mouth shut there might be a fire in our mouth set by hell itself but that doesn't mean we have to release that fire out of our mouth the devil may, might be pumping our soul with vain imaginations and putting pressure on our tongue to speak forth words that would bring fire of hell into our life but we do not have to open our mouth unless we're going to just cast the things down repent lord we repent lord cleanse us god deliver our mouth deliver our tongues from evil god deliver our tongues from evil god would you deliver our tongues from evil God would you help us help us Lord to put out the fires that we started with our tongues because we just couldn't keep our mouth shut that moment of frustration that moment of anger that moment of discouragement that moment of despair that moment of a trial the fiery trial caused more fire to come out of our mouths to bring the make the make the trial seven times hotter forgive us Lord deliver our tongues cleanse our tongues from unrighteousness god and holy spirit help us to tame our tongues help us lord to, to be slow to speak 
slow to speak, slow to speak. If we don't have anything good to say, help us not to say anything at all. We're tired of these fires. Deliver our tongue from evil, God, in Jesus' name. Father, help us flip the script. Help us, Lord, to let your fire, your Holy Ghost fire, come out of our mouth to consume the enemy's plans and purposes for our lives. Would you help us, Lord? Help us, Lord, to use our mouth to release double fire on the enemy's camp. Help us, Lord, to use our tongue to release that all-consuming fire. The word of God is like a fire and like a hammer. So help us, Lord, to release your word, which blows up the enemy's camp with fire from heaven, consuming the enemy's plans and purposes, burning up that which he has erected in our lives. And Lord, let your Holy Ghost fire lace our intercession so that when we're praying fervently, when we're praying fervently for others, It releases a cleansing fire over their life that burns away the enemy's plans and burns away anything that hinders love. Lord, put that revival fire in our mouth. Lord, put that revival fire in our mouth so that when we speak, people hear our passion for awakening. When we speak, people see that we are serious about the things of God. Let that fire burn in us until it comes out of our mouth in such a way that it causes others to get on fire for you. Put that revival fire upon us in such a way that when we open our mouths and speak, even if it's not a prayer, even if it's just a hello, people say, that person's on fire for God. I want to be like that. I need to know that God. I need to know your Jesus. Well, we want to flip the script. We want our tongues to be on fire, but not the fire that comes from hell, the fire that comes from heaven. There's a fire on the altar that should never go out. According to Leviticus, God said, let the fire on the altar never go out. That fire represents prayers. Paul said, pray without ceasing. Paul said, pray with all manner of prayer. So Father, put that fire in us to pray without ceasing. Put that fire in us to intercede without reservation without weariness. We want to see revival in our cities. We want to see awakening in our nation. We want to see that great outpouring. We've got to see it, God. So put that fire in us. Fire in our belly. Fire in our bones. Like Jeremiah said, your word was like fire in my bones. I imagine when Jeremiah prophesied, he prophesied with passion because it was, you can't, you can't have fire in your bones and not prophesy without passion. And Father, we have that passion for your plans and purposes in our lives. We have that kind of passion for revival and awakening and souls. And Lord, if we don't have that fire, give it to us because we want our prayer to set the enemy's plans up in smoke. We want to flip the script today. Make us passionate for what you're passionate about. Help us to love what you love and hate what you hate. What is on your heart, God? We need to know. We want to know. We want to get passionate about what you're doing in this hour. We know part of what it is. It's souls. And Lord, we need to see the church wake up and get about the Father's business, to be the church, to be the ecclesia, to be that governing body in the earth the disciples, nations, we need the church to wake up and rise up, wake up and rise up. And we know that it starts with us individually. We can't look to our pastor and say, pastor, wake up when we're half asleep. Help us, Lord, today. 
Help us, Lord, today to press into this, to understand that somebody's going to set our tongue on fire. It's either going to be the devil or it's going to be the Holy Ghost. So we resist the fire from hell. But we welcome the fire of God to burn away everything that hinders love, to set our tongue on fire, to speak forth words that burn up the enemy's plans and atmospheres in people's lives. Or we want to see that awakening. We want to see that revival. Wake up, rise up. Wake up, rise up. Wake up, rise up. Wake up, rise up. We want to see that great awakening that you told me about in 2007. God, we want to see that next great move of God. We want to see the nation saved. We want to see, we know, we know that not all will be saved because people have a choice. But God, we want to see that billion soul harvest. We want to see our loved ones come into the kingdom. And we need your fire on our tongue. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your fire. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? Did that fire you up? There's two sides of it. You know, we read James 3 and we're like thinking all, you know, it's almost condemning. Like, well, I'm, I'm messed up now. But when you flip the script and you realize that the Holy Spirit, you know, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is a living flame of love. It's it's a, something that, you know, the the, the, the fire of God and, and, and on, we can flip the script on the enemy. We want to see awakening. We want to see awakening and revival. That's why I need so many of you. Please catch this vision. It's the passion of my heart. It's the message of my life since 2007 when the Lord woke me up at midnight and said, I want to bring a great awakening to the nation. It's going to spill out over the borders of America and, and infiltrate other nations. There's going to be a great awakening. It's going to be the greatest move of God. It's going to be like Voice of Healing and Welsh Revival and uh, all these other moves wrapped up into one with more power. That's what I'm burning for. We want to see revival, not just a goosebump, not just a series of meetings for a week. We want to see revival that transforms, that changes cities. And that starts with changed lives, starts with us. So I'm so passionate about awakening house of prayer. That's why I'm so passionate about awakening prayer hubs. You can join this movement. You can be part of this. You can get on fire for God and stay on fire. Your fire doesn't have to wane. You want to see the baby saved and awakening that changes hearts will cause people not to want to have abortions. You want to see the prodigals come home and awakening is what, you know, when the prodigal came home in the Bible, the Bible says he came to himself. He woke up. The prodigal woke up. So father, help us. Help us, Lord. Pray for Jennifer.com. Go over there and sign up to be part of my private prayer circle. You can sow a seed, a financial seed that helps us. We do try to boost these posts on Facebook to reach more people, especially in um, emerging nations where they might not have anything like this. And they may have, some of them have a lot of false prophets, some of them don't have any prophets. And so we, we do um, spend to boost these posts to emerging nations. Uh, if you want to sow, you can do this. JenniferLeClaire.org slash donate. Cash app is dollar sign. I am Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the, uh, the text to give, text the word pray, 754-701-2161, text the word pray. You can use the Venmo, Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire, and you can use the P.O. Box. You want to send something in the mail, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. See you tomorrow morning. Bless you. You have gifts. 
God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.